Hello, 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 everybody. It's me, the Purple Sharpie, here on FGC Cast, and I am co-hosting with the amazing, the illustrious, the astounding Yahosi, otherwise known as Don. How are you doing today, Don? I'm doing absolutely great, Sharpie. It's a Sunday. I'm feeling good, feeling happy. Thank God it's the weekend because, wow, it's been a crazy week. <laughs> a crazy week indeed. Let's go ahead and go over it. Me personally, I have been a part of several different events for Multiverses. It was announced that I was a Multiverses ambassador, which means that all moving forward, I'll be exclusively making Multiverses content. That's not to say that you won't see fighting game niche content from me, any, from me anymore, but the most of the content you will see will be around Multiverses. I had an opportunity to commentate Twitch Rivals. I've been doing events at my locals for Multiverses versus nice. but that kind of only pales in comparison to some of the stuff that you've been doing don right oh really i haven't been doing anything that's actually been great <laughs> i hate to throw your, your little segue off the rails but this week i've just been working and laying in bed i played red dead redemption 2 that's not serious um but coming up i do have some stuff uh i'm commentating a, a tournament that cloud 805 is hosting with wrecking co um, or rather Wrecking Co is hosting with Cloud805 supporting uh, for Persona 4 Arena, which is fun. That game is sick. It's godlike. If you haven't played it, you really should. Um, and then Sea Otaku is the week after. So Sea Otaku is coming up. Um, it, it, I don't know how long after you hear this, but um, it's going to be sick. It should be, It should be. I believe, the week of. This will be releasing the officially the week of Sea Otaku. And speaking of Sea Otaku, we have a couple of events coming up that weekend. I believe Glitch otherwise known as a general platformer event that's hosted by BG Bootcamp will be happening. I will be at that event. Uh, there's also uh, Kanoichi, which is actually going to be hosting a uh, femme and non-binary exclusive online tournament, which myself and Affinity will actually be uh, commentating for Multiverses on that Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Nice. So make sure you're tuning into that as well, supporting femme and queer members of our community inside of uh multiverses obviously but let's get into the crux of what's happening here obviously okay. don like we have a lot to talk about and by a lot what i really want to mean is there has been an ever-going conversation around hitbox and it's it's yes. not a new conversation it's been happening as you know forever now we're both hitbox players yep. and i'm going to bring up one person as kind of a focal point inside of this conversation and that's counter logic gaming brian f all right. That's right. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who that player is, they are a sponsored player under CLG, otherwise known as Counterlogic Gaming, uh, previously very newly sponsored. Congratulations again to him for securing that sponsorship. Yeah, Always happy it. to see people in the FGC that do it. Yeah. And he streams all the time on Twitch. A very entertaining person. Love him. Uh, he's so good. He came, he's, so good. he's very good. Yeah. Very, very good at the game. Uh, he specifically focuses on playing Street Fighter content. So you see him very frequently playing Street Fighter V, and he's obviously expressed interest in competing inside Street Fighter VI when it does come out. But the conversation came out around his very first tournament with Hitbox. Let's go ahead and run the clip. Oh my goodness! We take it. GG's, GG's. First tournament with the cheat box? Is this the secret? 100% success rate? Now, the caption inside of the tweet that he posted with this quip was, Entered my first ever tournament with Hitbox and won. 100% success rate? Is cheat box too strong? 
Lamau. That is that is a that is a content creator ass post, by the way. <laughs> that is the most like, please respond to my tweet comment you could put alongside that clip. Cause like, should we get into like his follow tweets maybe around this? Like let's in- let's let's do that for sure because yeah. there this wasn't the very first time we've seen people say things like this. Now, Don, I know you've been more active and I'm a much longer user of Hitbox before me, so you've probably had a lot to say on the subject when the conversation of quote unquote cheat box mm. comes up. What are your thoughts on it? I think that every what are my thoughts? I mean, I'll just I'll start with Brian F's thoughts, right? So Brian F's thoughts, he posts that, but. In reality, in his follow-ups, like he says, like it's just it's a it's a tool, right? And a tool, mm-hmm. if you put it in the hands of a player, can be used to the fullest extent of that tool. And mm-hmm. I I, don't, I haven't read like every single reply to every single tweet because I just don't got that kind of time. But based no one on does. what, yeah, no one does. But based on what he said, I think like his overall opinion and Brian F. If you're listening to this, I don't know if I'm putting words in your mouth. If so, please correct me. Um, I, I think it's that, yes, it is strong, but it's not necessarily so broken that he needs to be banned. That's like his Very overall yes. perspective. Um, I've been a Hitbox player since like 20, I think 2015, maybe 2016. It depends. It's been a long time. It was when like you saw a Hitbox and people were like, what the hell is that? Like it was very much that. And it continued all the way up until Dragon Ball 2018. I think over COVID, actually, people got really big into Hitboxes and using them. Yeah. Um, the, my opinion, and I think the opinion of most top players is that because it's just a tool and a tool is only as good as how you use it, it's not ban worthy. It's not insanely broken. It's a very good tool. And in Street Fighter specifically, like Sharp, you play hitbox, right? I do. I do. The hardest part with hitbox is super jumping forward. That is by yes. far the hardest part of hitbox. Super that... jumping is next to impossible. Actually, when I play um, Skullgirls, because super jumping is such a necessity, I actually still play on pad. Wow, um, really? Yeah, yeah. What? I tried to play. I tried to learn Annie on hitbox, mm-hmm. and super jumping was difficult enough uh, that I actually, when I'm competing, I still use pad for Eliza and for Annie, just because I wasn't able to master it at a level that I can compete at. Okay. successfully when I was doing it, which I, I don't feel any shame in saying that. That's very common. And sure. I think it kind of gets into the trope that you're talking about with a lot of top players, which is the idea that execution doesn't automatically come just because you have the tool. No, it doesn't. I think execution is easier with hitbox. I do. I I, I just don't think that it's... It, the the fact that it's easier is one thing, and the fact that yeah. the, it's, it's more precise is really the big thing. Mm-hmm. And... and le- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, I know you had some thoughts on the conversation and you obviously made some tweets as well yep. about TikTok. I, I'm sorry, not about TikTok, but about hitboxes. <laughs> I've never made a TikTok. comment. Con- never made a comment about TikTok. I've never TikTok. made a comment about TikTok. Twitter's on your hosey. Never, never in my life. Yeah. If you see, if you see, if you see a hosey on TikTok, it's a, it's a bot. That's right. But it's a bot. It's fake. Obviously, fake you've had some thoughts on Twitter as well. And I want to hearken to this one tweet you made which was incredible, just as an aside, as all your your tweets are. And it reads, hitboxes are obviously not cheating. How long until we circle back to pads are optimal? You follow up inside that same thread. Knuckle Dude needs to come back and win Capcom Cup again. Luffy, where's your DS1, bro? Just classic shit post. (laughs) One, I miss Knuckle Dude. Two, like, Mm -hmm. 
yeah, like you remember when pads were broken was the conversation in like 2018, 2017, 2016 yes. even? Yes. Because Knuckle Dew would play Guile and he would use uh, claw grip, I believe, and he would walk with the, um, I believe he would walk with the D-pad and charge with the analog at the same time. So obviously Knuckle Dew won Capcom Cup 2016, I believe it was 2016, and like they... D- like that's crazy, right? Like, but that is even more advanced input wise than what Hitboss can do theoretically. Yeah. Right. So it's it's a situation where like players that use Hitbox, they know it's just a tool. The top players they don't view it needs to be banned because that's ridiculous. Yeah. One, I'm old. I'm 31. Like I'm tired. I don't want to play on a stick. That shit hurts my hands. I'm not doing it. Pads destroy my hands. I'm not doing it. The only tool I can play on is Hitbox. Two. Like, they could switch. Like, they could totally yeah. just switch whenever they want to, you know? And very three, free, very easy. Yeah, and, like, three, like, we've been playing with a tool, like a hitbox, for every game ever. You could do it right now. It's called your keyboard, you know? Like, it's it, a keyboard is just an EX hitbox. It's just a big... It's a hitbox with, like, like 20 times more buttons. That's all a keyboard is. And I think... Uh... I think that sentiment is really lost inside of the FGC, especially with like OG members, because to them, uh, like, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and say it. There was a couple of conversations, obviously, outside of just your comments and Brian F's comments on this. Uh, there was a Twitter user by the name of VeggieSF who says, to me, the anti-Hitbox Crusade comes down to, I don't want to spend time learning a new controller that might be slightly better than my current and therefore, I don't want anyone else to be allowed to, so I don't fall behind, which is exactly how I feel. Yeah. Now, the tweet I want to talk about that I first saw in my timeline that 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 bothered me enough that I felt the need to also quote retweet the OP's post was I actually saw that Arturo, Team Spooky Arturo, made a response to that tweet where he says, nah, it's more like button controller let you do shit. <laughs> that other controllers literally cannot do. Pad can do it, but travel time is still faster on leverless. Legalize antagonists, level the playing field some, or admit it's cheating Lamau. And I will say, as someone who uses Lamau, whenever someone includes Lamau at the end of the tweet, it's to let you know that it's not that serious. Yeah. No, you know? it, and, it is. It is. And, <laughs> and, like, and I'm not saying that like this isn't bait, I'm not saying that art isn't high key, like big braining all of us and to get into this conversation. Cause it got me this, sure. this post got me. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I really hope, I really hope that our editor censors me out when I say that, that, uh, that cuss word in there, but this conversation, there are a lot of tweets underneath here that are saying things like, you know, you shouldn't be allowed to do this. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. To the point that literally someone even says inside of here, yeah, you know, we should only go back to the way that we originally were. Uh, the reason why arcade sticks should be tournament legal is because that's what originally these tournaments were based around. To which someone then responds, and this is what absolutely kills me. This is the this is the thing that killed me. Was what, someone what, saying say? something what like, they, say? they said, yeah. And we should also go back to using horses because that was originally the way that people were transported around. That's actually, actually a we, pretty damn good response. That's a pretty we should go back response. to eating raw meat because we didn't use fire to eat. That's, I said, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was very good. Someone quote retweeted that and basically used it 
as pasta and said, nah, it's more like stick controllers don't let you do shit that other controllers literally can do. Pad can do it, but time travel is still faster and leverless. Ban stick, level the playing field some, or admit that it isn't optimal Lamau. And I'm just like, you know what? I get it. Like some of the comments were like, art going full FTC boomer is an arc we didn't need, but are going to keep getting anyway, I guess. And I'm just like, art's not think, a boomer. I don't, think art, I don't think art's... Well, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that art grew up in the arcade. Sure. Similar to you, obviously, Don. Well, I didn't grow up in the arcade. arcade. I didn't grow up in... Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't Fair. grow up in the arcade. Yeah, no, I no. was an online... I was on online, baby. I was going to local events. I've never competed inside of an arcade. That environment was very toxic for me. But sure. art did grow up inside of the arcade. Yeah. Those were some of the very first places that he had an opportunity to play. And he uses arcade stick because he has spent several decades practicing on that. Right. So I understand where Art is coming from, and I understand right. his frustration when he sees a new controller that lets you do a lot of inputs a lot easier, right? Yeah. What I think people don't understand is that there are a lot of people in the community who are interested in exploring things that make it easier for them to get into fighting games in general. And I don't believe we should be removing controllers like that from the tournament uh, environment, especially if they do not give people an unfair advantage at a competitive level. Because the same things you can do on Hitbox, you can do an arcade stick. The amount of effort you have may be different. The amount of the amount of input um, and the amount of uh, exactness that you have may be different, but that's sure. up to the player to decide. When people choose to play on pad, it's because they're most comfortable with pad. When people choose to play on Hitbox, it's because they're most comfortable with keyboard. When people choose to play on stick, it's because they've grown up playing on stick. Sure. And Focusing and telling people that they should only be able to play on one is completely unfair and not something that I think actually helps the community grow in any way, shape, or form. Sure. Yeah. And I agree with I agree with most of that. Um, you know, it, the the statement is a little surprising coming from Art because I, you know, Arturo, he comes from the arcade scene and he's also like super big into optimization. And it's it's funny, like now that I say that out loud, I'm thinking, well, yeah, it makes sense that you would want to use a high hertz monitor if you come from the arcade scene because CRTs are probably better than a 480 hertz monitor. But back then yeah. they didn't have hitboxes, right? They had keyboards, but you wouldn't plug that into an arcade machine. You'd be really weird. Like the only game that you played back then on keyboard was like Melty Blood, you know? So, um, and maybe Arcana Heart, but... It, it, it strikes me as an odd position to take because I think that hitbox is optimal. It is better than stick. It's not necessarily the best. Like, you can make a better controller, theoretically. But for me, hitbox is the best controller unless you play, like, a grappler, in which case there's an argument for stick because 360s are very difficult on hitbox. And 720s. Do. Yeah, and that's 720s. always been... That's always been the reason why I think that hitboxes are just as fair as like arcade sticks is because, yeah, there are some inputs that are like just physically easier to do in general after you like change the way that you think about certain inputs and stuff on hitbox, yeah. like fundamentally. But there are other inputs that are really difficult to do. Yep. Like literally up backing is incredibly easy on hitbox. But if you're trying to do like a command grab in the air, that's next to impossible, especially if you're also trying to super jump at the same point. Like that is incredibly difficult. Uh, a dash, a dash on hitbox is significantly harder than it is on pad or uh, on arcade stick, someone even argue. Like it's just a double input forward on both or even just a macro on like uh, on on pad. But like on hitbox, you have to do, you have to press that button twice or you have to hit double P twice. Like it's, it's, it's a completely different environment and I don't sure. think people always 
appreciate the amount of time it takes to sometimes move over if you are moving from different if you are moving from a different environment, if you are moving over from pad like yeah. I was, or if you're moving over from arcade stick. And I think there's a lot of thought process that people have to change in order to actively start moving fluidly on Hitbox, as you know, Don. Like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. you it, can't it think about directional inputs the same way. Yeah, I think like to pick up Hitbox, it took me like a week to do a combo, two weeks to be able to move, and then like five months to be able to navigate a menu. Like <laughs> it's funny but that's like actually what it was and like for me it's 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 interesting hitbox is just so natural to me in my hands because like i'm a typist like i type like 150 words per minute like i'm just i just i just i zoom right <laughs> so hitbox just makes sense for me i can understand like for some people it doesn't work but honestly mm -hmm. the the when i look at the overall landscape of who's complaining about this it's like all the top players except yeah. honestly arturo potentially or like, yeah, Hitbox is a little better, but who cares? Like, just pick up Hitbox, like, if you really care that much. Like, it's fine. And, like, the people who are complaining about it are people at, like, a mid to low level. Like, the, yeah. like, like they're the ones that are all up in arms. But it's like, like a tool's not going to make you as good as them. A tool's not going to make you as better as a Hitbox player. Like, if it you think it's going to make it better, just buy a hitbox like i know you don't not everyone has money for that fighting games are poverty i get that i, I was there too it took me a long time to save it for my hitbox but like well i think the cool thing about hitboxes is that you can actually create your own yeah. relatively cheap like we've seen people make hitboxes out of literal shoe boxes like yeah. there's an environment and there are several different reddits and discords that you can join to do it we'll include links obviously above that i will be providing for the editor later who better edit some nice clean pictures of guitar hero controllers and weird keyboard controllers and in a pizza box controller That's that right. i saw someone playing melty blood in it's How about weird two gigabyte combos controller you know yes two gigabyte yes. with his with his 50 50 button that he has yeah. where he told me Love he wanted that. to get which i hope For he sure. has because that is a hilarious concept it's just a button that blocks either high or low and it's just random Hey, yo, yeah. no, because actually, if I had that button, I would probably win more than I do. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. I think I think that would be banned, though. That would definitely be banned. Like, that would you, definitely you can, be. You can't see, I could yeah. see that being banned. That's you a, know that's what I mean? Macro. Yeah, you that would be that. something that I'd see actively being banned. But this whole conversation and I think the actual reason this conversation came up again is because if I, I was going through Cap, uh, Brian F's tweets, mm -hmm. but basically he was going through some of the Capcom Pro Tour rules about controllers and stuff and there's like a certain type of antagonist button i don't know what that means or what that is yeah i can talk a little bit about the antagonist button so what the antagonist button does is it's a it's a button that's designed to make stick more equivalent to hitbox so one of the okay. big advantages of hitboxes right is that if you're holding down right which is actually up and then you want to flash kick you just press and release and yeah. you go from up to down in one frame right mm -hmm. which allows you to do some things that stick you can't do because you can't do this in one frame unless you're really quick or you like you do like a flick which causes yeah. you to readjust your hand so that's a clear hitbox advantage and um what an antagonist button does is if you're holding down on the arcade stick if you press the antagonist button it will do the antagonist motion which is the one opposite of what you're doing oh so okay when you press it it'll press up if you're holding left and you press it it'll go right if you're holding right and you press it it'll go left there is a more legitimate argument to banning the antagonist button than there is the hitbox because um from my understanding and and 
I'm good friends with a lot of people involved in it, so they're more than welcome to hit me up and correct me. But from my understanding, if it works like that in every direction, it would be fine. But there's situations where, depending on where you're holding the stick, it will do different actions. Oh. So if you're holding down back and you press the antagonist button, my understanding is that it will actually do directly up, which is... Okay. Which yeah, that's, that's a somewhat... Of, yeah, maybe. that's... Yeah. If it was consistent, then I could see it being and, loud. Yeah, and I feel like that's an easy fix, and it's actually fixable on the software level, so it might yeah. have already been changed. But from my understanding, when I first looked into it, before it was even part of this hitbox conversation before Evo, that, like that is how it functioned is it you know if you're holding one it would go eight if you're holding three okay. it would go seven right which is that's like, pretty interesting it's interesting and it's a cool concept but like that theoretically levels the playing field between stick and hitbox like if you for that some button, of our for some of our newer listeners who may not necessarily sure. be as familiar with the fighting game scene what don just referenced was what's known as num numpad uh directional you just have so that you think just <laughs> directional is basically just the idea that five is neutral right two would be down and the quarter circle would be uh two one four back quarter circle would be two three six so like when she yeah oh i am i i'm sorry yeah, I, two, i'm one, looking two, at it flipped <laughs> i'm looking it's at it flipped right now through discord but yes uh Two one four would be the back. Two yeah. three six would be forward. Like eight would be directly up. And what what Don just referenced basically was three and uh three and seven, which down or forward back, which is or f I'm sorry, down forward, forward down. yeah, forward down, which is basically just the input where you're holding both forward and down, uh, and basically in a crouching location, right? If you press the antagonist button, sometimes you would actually get nine instead of seven, which would be the polar opposite of it. So that's just some FGC knowledge for newer people that may not necessarily know. And uh, I think it's a really awesome new concept for people to learn. And I always invite all of our listeners to go ahead and check out the infield guide on FGC. Uh, I believe we'll also have a link here where you can find a series of different FGC terms that we may use on here, but whenever we have a few seconds, we'll always explain it for you just because yeah. we love to be flexible, right, Don? Yeah, and, and numpad denotation is really hard to get used to, so I recommend, mm -hmm. like, I genuinely recommend playing with a numpad in front of you, and numpad's mostly used in anime games. I believe Skullgirls uses it as well, correct? No. They, they don't use numpad? What do they use? DF? We use quarter circle back. Really? Yeah. With all that <laughs> movements, they use how do you how do you post mix up? That's how that's how I learned. Huh. That's literally how I learned. We started like I'm not going to lie to you like we started using numpad notation when the game got like a little bit more, but when I first when I first joined it was like QCB, QCF, you know? Mm. Interesting. Because 214 and 236 didn't really work because of how frequently you're moving over people and stuff. So it was kind of confusing. But like mm. I I when I when I discuss combos, I still say QCB or QCB. QCB ECF. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's like that's like a community difference. Forward. You know, yeah, like, it every is. community does it different. The reason why anime yeah. does it is, from my understanding, there's like two reasons. One, um, uh, we want to be able to talk with Japanese players, right? Language barrier was a big reason why it was first normalized, especially inside of anime-based games, because yep. those were the big communities that actively were sharing information. Not to say Street Fighter wasn't, but like inside of anime communities like Melty Blood, um, Bloody Roar, uh, Vampire Savior, all these communities, the top players were actively working with the Japanese scene and very frequently numbers were the like one one thing that made it easy yeah. for everyone to read combos. And, and with anime specifically too, there's a lot of inputs that um, 
need to be very specific. Mm-hmm. So to give you an example, right? This is maybe a high level example. So if you don't follow, it's fine. But if you hit someone with like, if let's say you do ABC, right? And the mm-hmm. C launches them. A combo wouldn't do that, but it'd be ABC, the, combo, the, the C launches them. If you do nine, six, which is I'm going to air dash at you, which is what you do in Dragon Ball, is what you do in every anime game. Nine, six will get you an air dash instead of eight, six, six. So instead of jump six, six, it's nine, yeah. six, you move. If you do that, you'll be too close to them. So mm-hmm. some characters in Blaze Blue, for example, if you start with a jump forward, it's not going to work. You have to actually do seven, six, six, so that you jump back and then you air dash forward. So like in anime games, that happens a lot. There's a lot of situations like that. So like you need numpad notation to be specific because you could say air dash forward, like jump air dash. And you could lab it for hours and be like, why is this not working? What's happening? Yep. It's mm-hmm. because you have to do 766 instead of 96, which is everyone yeah. else's air dash motion. So it's like, that's why we use numpad also. Is like anime games are weird and very specific and there's really complicated, stupid inputs for no reason. So we need a very complicated and stupid <laughs> notation system just to make it work. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting because I didn't even know that beforehand. But like now that you talk about it, there was a combo that I struggled a lot, and then Skullgirls, where it was like one of those things where I yeah. had to jump, and then afterwards I would have to dash. No, like yeah, that's, it, that's why I'm surprised that they don't use numpad notation, right? Because like, I think of, they do now. No, 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 oh, they, they do now. now okay, but okay. when I was first inside of the game, a lot of the combos were not sent that way. That makes sense. A lot of like the beginner friendly combos were QCB, QCF, like sure. uh, air dash or AD, you know. And it would be like the whole indent for the for like the new part of the combo string, implying that there's an air dash in between that type of thing. So it was that very unique. Sense. It that was very, very sense. unique. And it was just like, I think it was specifically because for a lot of people, Skullgirls was like one of their very first times exploring fighting games. True. So I don't think people were as used to the concept because obviously the creator, one of the lead developers for the game previously played Guilty Gear Plus R. Which oh, that, is that one of makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That does make sense. Yeah, that yeah. Does make sense. Yeah. If you want to, so, if you want to be in some dumb nub pad hell, uh, join, join, just play plus R. Guilty Gear, the entire Guilty Gear plus R community. I remember when I was learning Bridget and plus R, and I had one of the worst times of my life going through some of those combos. Yeah. Because it's like I was just going through SRK uh, like forums and trying to dive up old things that didn't even work anymore. It was <sighs> anyway. Let's move on to a more positive subject, which is fighting game representation inside of general media. Now, obviously, our very last cast we did very, very briefly after Evo, but the week after we recorded that cast, something dropped on Netflix. Now, obviously, I don't have to explain to people what Netflix is, but I will say that a lot of what we saw specifically at Tekken for that finale makes a lot more sense now because Tekken actually came out with a television series on Netflix called Tekken yeah. Bloodline. It was released August 8th, 2022, literally um, yeah. now at the point of us recording this almost a month ago. And it is still actively available right now on Netflix. I haven't had an opportunity to see it. A lot of my friends have. I'm, I'm currently in the process of watching it with my fiance and it's on our to-do list. Every single episode is about 22 to 27 minutes long. And there's a total of six episodes out. For the game for the for the show right now uh it's very basic it goes over a lot of the characters inside of the game you obviously see uh jen and you see huarang and you even get a chance to see paul and uh there are a couple of other characters in there i'm not going to spoil anybody but it's 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 really interesting to me that they came out with this about a week after evo 
Yeah, I wonder if that was timed. I feel like it it wasn't actually. Like I can't mm-hmm. imagine putting budget behind a Netflix show after a fighting game tournament. To me, that's like 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 that statement breaks my brain. So it might have just been a coincidence. I'm not sure, but like it, the I've heard it's really good. I haven't seen it either. I listened to the theme song. It kind of rips. Yeah. Like it's really good. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard it, but I have. I have heard the theme song is actually the reason I'm considering watching it now. Yeah, and too. I don't even like Tekken. I don't no, like three. I'm not a big fan of like 3D fighting games like that. So like Tekken is not my type of game, you know. Uh, so this getting me into that and kind of like getting me back into kind of wanting to play Tekken and like DOA and, and maybe even to a lesser extent, like older Mortal Kombat's like specifically Mortal Kombat six. It's, it's really interesting hmm. because just watching some of these scenes, it's so beautifully animated. Like uh, is, obviously yeah. we have a trailer here. We'll go ahead and overlay the trailer. So you have an opportunity to watch part of it while you listen to our voices here. Sure. Um, but I do just want to like, obviously shout out the animators and the music um, the music is actually done by a person named Ray Konda, and I apologize if I am actually in the process, uh, or I, am I actually mispronouncing the name, but they actually made the music for Fire Emblem, Mario Party, and Bayonetta. That's sick. Yeah, I know. I know. I knew you were going to like that, That's dog. Sick. Wait, I knew wait, you wait, were going to like wait. that. What, what Fire Emblem? Like, all of them? Like, all just of them. Fire all Emblem them? Awakening, Fire Emblem Fate. Uh, oh. Star Fox Zero. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and oh, just wait, give not three you houses. Not three, three houses. houses. Oh, three no, houses battle theme is sick. Oh wait, they actually did three houses. I'm sorry, they did the composition they... and arrangement for every single song on three houses. If they did, if they did the uh, the Fodland theme, like that's sick. Like that's that's great. Fodland wins. Let me wins. Uh, the wistful wins, which I believe is the English translation of that. Yes. Okay, that might be. That's cool. We're going to have a little bit of that playing under here as we talk about it, I, actually. I, I feel like, like, so when I watch TV, I work out mm-hmm. unless I'm, like, watching with my wife. So, like, instead of doing my normal workout, I'm just going to do, like, a Tekken workout where it's just, like, I'm just. <laughs> like you're on cross-up? <laughs> yeah, I'm, on, I'm, playing, I'm playing on Hitbox, you know? Just, just doing this for, like, a minute and a half. <laughs> just bobbing back and forth. And I think. One of the things I did want to talk about is, you know, the very last cast, we were kind of talking about how, you know, that may have been a teaser for Tekken 8. It looked like a brand new engine, like the lighting looked totally different. There was a scar. So we may be talking about a revamp and everything. But now I can't help but wonder, were they just teasing this all along? And here's here's my theory, right? I want to stress that this is just a theory. Sure. It's not fact, right? What if the whole reason they're coming out with this is because the winner of like the Tekken World Tour will be featured inside of one of the later episodes for the next season. Oh, for the next season. I could see that. Yeah, that could be because like a really you know, cool prize. Yeah. Is, yeah are, like are, shows, they, are they doing Are they renewed for a next season? No, not publicly. Nothing about that has come out yet. Uh, the show is very, very new. Like it literally is only a month out and they don't even have, they don't even have the projected aspects of like possibly a season two. What I can tell you is because there are only six episodes, very frequently with shows like this, what you see is you see a finished season all the way up to 12. So the fact that they don't have currently 12 episodes out right now sure. makes me think that they're coming out with even more. And okay. just as an understanding, so people know, the people who made this also made shows uh, that aren't very popular, unfortunately, inside of uh inside of the united states of america but you all may be familiar with persona 4 
the Persona 4 anime that okay. came out. Yeah, that, that uh, anime is pretty good. They were responsible for making that back in 2008. Uh, they made the Desaiga D2 video game as well. The, this is the same like animating and production team that worked with them. Okay. Uh, they also made Monster Strike uh, earlier a couple of years ago. Um, and so like those are some of their those are their some of their like more uh, oh also a very uh, one that I know and that I know that I watched because I watched it with Black Yoshi and they recommended it very highly is Land of the Lustrous which is a show about like mm. gem girls and stuff and it's this whole idea but it's also <laughs> there's only eleven uh, I believe there's only like literally like twelve episodes and it's basically unfinished and they leave it at like a cliffhanger oh uh, that's <laughs> unfortunate Land just, of the it Lustrous. Came out in two- Lamb of the Lustrous. I'll go ahead and include a link as well for anyone who's interested in hearing more about it. But it was definitely one of those shows that I I visually is so beautiful. It reminded me of um, Princess Mononoko style animation, early Studio Ghibli animation, okay. like very, very animated, very, very straight out of a manga book, straight out of a scroll almost animation Ooh, I like it was that. beautiful yeah it was beautiful and i i lived for every single moment of it if if a new season came out tomorrow i would watch it immediately so that was just something i wanted to very briefly bring up if you haven't already had an opportunity to obviously see tekken bloodlines yet i highly recommend watching it even if you're not necessarily side of the tekken community and even if you're not necessarily interested in 3d fighting games i think it's a very well-produced show obviously we talked about some of the key people underneath it and uh there is a bit of a possibility for more episodes coming out uh, especially if we kind of get the fgc behind it and talking about it so i, I always think it's just a really cool thing to do uh yeah, sure. i will say for the record just as a final aside um post evo you always see an influx of fighting game content so while i this may not have possibly been like scheduled to p- be immediately after evo or say around the same month of evo it's very very likely uh, especially with what we've seen is a lot of consumption of fighting game events in the last month or so we're starting to see those numbers obviously drop down a little bit as they do sure. every single year as they do all the time yeah all the time immediately yep. after evo like it always takes like a week or so for people to realize that evo happened and then they all start trying to get on this trend of fighting games and then they stop after like two weeks and- I, this i could do that feeling and then they try it and they're like <laughs> oh no. no wait the return's not in the, the return's not worth it you mean it takes seven <laughs> to 20 years to learn tekken boo <laughs> But I would be I would not be surprised if we got to see a new season two or something announced at a future fighting game event, specifically at like the start of the Tekken World Tour. I would not be surprised of that at all. If we had some mention of the Tekken World Tour inside of the anime, that would also not surprise me at all. So did, did they announce anything around Tekken Bloodlines at Evo? I don't think they did even a trailer, did they? They didn't announce anything for it at Evo, and that may just because even though even though this is Bandai Namco creating it, this specifically is Bandai Namco Entertainment. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Which is yeah. not Bandai Namco gaming, which yeah. is a completely different energy. And and Evo is really expensive to advertise in. Yeah. Very, very, very. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. And like Tekken is due for a revamp anyways, more than any game. Cause uh since that's come out, we've gotten one, I feel like Tekken 7 has been around forever at this point. Like, yeah. I was in a yeah. Tekken 7 re- event where they announced Noctis. Like, like that was, like, when Dragon Ball came out. I think Tekken 7's been out since, like, what, 2016, 2017, right? Am I, oh, am my I, God, you're very correct. Am, That's I, am I remembering crazy. that correctly? I'm no, no, no. Sure. Let, me, let me go ahead and just look it up real quick because it has been out for a very long time. 
I, uh, Tekken 7 came out in 2015. Yeah, it's been, wow. it's been a it's long almost 10 years. time. It really has. And I, one, I remember wow. that event because everyone told me I should have been playing on stage because uh, I sat down at a setup and I didn't get up for five hours until they kicked me off. <laughs> Because I, <laughs> I didn't lose a game, um, and then uh, I had to explain to the guy how fighting games work that it's two on two off, and he's like, "No, you're clearly cheating." And I'm like, "All right, whatever, man. See you later." That guy was a jerk, by the way. Um, most you... of most of the people in the OG FGC were. I don't think he was FGC. He was like a guy working the event who didn't understand. Oh, and we tried to explain to I him do. like, "No, you have to beat me to kick me off," and he's like. You must just be playing, like, like very clearly thinking in his mind, like, oh, like, I think that they're, she's lying and they're lying. I'm like, no, I just literally didn't lose a match. Like, that's just how it is. Um, re regardless, anyways. So, like, I, I, I feel like it's time for a new Tekken 8. It's been way too long. The fact that it's been seven years is crazy. And I feel like a production studio, you don't release an anime without releasing something else alongside yeah, it. Like, that sure. would be bizarre right and it's not even like there was anything before Tekken like before this that was like oh they missed the the announcement of like this DLC character like there hasn't been DLC for Tekken 7 in a while I don't think so it, it, it has to correlate with something and I imagine it has to correlate with Tekken 8 it, I don't know what other option there would be they have to be working on it they showed it at Evo basically right they showed Hitachi smiling over a volcano if, if he's ready to throw his son into a volcano like, I'm ready to throw hands in Tekken 8. Like, that's just how it works, you know? It looks like their most recent DLC was actually in, um, I believe, 2021 was the last time. Like, really? The what did they release out. in 2021? I'm trying to check right now. If I had what? to guess, because it's saying, was like, it, was Walking that the Dead. DLC? New Tekken characters leaked. Actually, this may not be trustworthy. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, never I don't, mind. I don't never think mind. It's that not they, uh, Oh, they, they, Lydia. That's right. Lydia was in 2021. I forgot about Lydia. The the link yeah. on the Wikipedia doesn't even the source link doesn't even go anywhere. So that would, but that that's that's super interesting to me coming from someone like who's been playing Skullgirls for like for the last seven years. Like literally, sure. when I started playing Skullgirls, that means that Tekken Seven had just come out. Yeah, and it's still right? getting DLC right now. That is not normal. Like, it no, happening for Skullgirls is astounding. It happening for Tekken is completely unheard of. Especially since I, it looks like before okay. all this, like, Tekken was basically being updated. Like, they basically had a new Tekken game coming out just about, like, every couple of years. Every couple of well, years, they struck like old with Tekken Seven, they struck gold. That game is ridiculously good, and like I, so let me let me preface that I yeah. don't like playing Tekken. I don't, but I love watching it, and like it, it's, they got a lot of mileage out of that game because they approached it right and they made it correctly. Yeah, like it's just a really good, really, 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 really good video game. You can give Akuma a gun, like that's that's sick. There's like, a lot of character creation in it. Like, the online is better than it was before. I'm, I'm just looking at the timeline for Tekken. Starting in 94, the next game in 95, game after that, 97, game after that, 99 is Tekken Tag Tournament, their very first tag game. Uh, then you have 201, you have 2001, Tekken 4 returns to standard. 2005, uh, Tekken, fi uh, Tekken 5, 2004, Tekken 4 5 comes out. Tekken Dark Resurrection in 05. 07 is Tekken 6. Their second tag tournament in... 
2011, and then Tekken 7 in 2015 was the very last Tekken game they yeah, came out with. So this is the longest there's been without a Tekken game. Uh, no, so no, Tekken, no, no. You remember Tekken? No. Tekken 6 actually came out um, almost eight years. Tekken 7 came yeah, out eight years after Tekken. Tournament two that's true. Tekken that's 6. true. That's true. But I, yeah, I feel and... like a lot of people didn't play it. But yes, this is this is well, one of the longest times. <laughs> This is literally the longest yeah, yeah, time. That game, that game was not good. That game was terrible. This is the longest time Bandai, specifically Namco, has ever come out with, without like Didn't not come out a with one. Mobile game. Didn't I'm not. I refuse Tekken. to count that. I refuse. I refuse. I, I will not. I... We don't talk Tekken about it. Revolution. Tekken Mobile came out in 2018, and it was in no way, shape, or form considered a success. As of 2019, specifically in February, the game can no longer be played. It was removed literally almost, almost like literally one more month before it would have hit the oh, three-year mark. Even, this is a different game than what I was talking about. Tekken Mobile? Yeah, te there was Tekken Revolution, which it came out in 2013, and then was stopped in 2017, and then Tekken Mobile in 2018. Yeah, I've never even heard of Tekken Mobile. That's crazy. Either way, Tekken, Tekken players have not been eaten, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And they, they, I think they're getting a little hungry, and I think it's time to feed them. I get that. And I think, I think uh, Haruda's in the same place. And just, can we shout out Haruda real quick? Because this man has definitely been working since 94. He's been working for almost 31 years. Almost 30 years now? Because I was born in 91. And so he's been working since I was like three years old. On Tekken. That's, that to me, when, when he says, don't ask me for blank, like, I get it now. I understand why yeah. he says that. Well, it's because, you know, I, I feel like I, wear, I should wear that shirt and I've been alive for 30 years. You know, I can't imagine working on Tekken for 30 years. I can't I imagine like, being alive for 30 years. I'm still getting used to that concept, like, now one year later. Yeah. <laughs> like, like two more of these, these left and then we're good I like, Which, you know, I, that's fine. I'm like as long as the world ends next year I'm chill like I'm not really planning anything afterwards maybe some wine uh, but okay like obviously we've 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 put Tekken inside of the ground with this conversation let's move on to our sure. final conversation for the day something that I kind of ranted about very briefly on Twitter and which I'm looking forward to ranting on this podcast with you Don now Don let me let's, ask you this question let's rant let's, rant. let's <laughs> do it do you use makeup at all, Don? I do, but barely. You do? So I I just use uh, I use cover up and I occasionally wear eyeliner, but okay. other, and mascara. But other than that, pretty much it. Bless God, bless you. And I actually, you know, a lot of people that wear makeup, you can't even tell, right? And that's the cool thing about yeah. makeup is either you, there's there's there are different levels to having to wear makeup, right? There's like you said, cover up. Very basic foundation, sometimes a little bit of mascara, sometimes like lip gloss, lipstick, right? Sometimes some blush. Uh, sometimes yep. people even actually use just eyeliner uh, if they want to like really make stuff pop. Sometimes people put on false eyelashes. Makeup comes in all forms and sizes and obviously not only people who are femme or femme presenting or non-binary, it's also people on the mask level of the spectrum that can also use makeup to extenuate their sure. looks. Um, the reason why this is a conversation inside of the fighting game community is because I actually made a now deleted tweet thread earlier this month where I was somewhat frustrated because I am a visual creator, right? A lot of the media that I create can be consumed visually. So when people are, people are watching my content, they're usually watching me and my face, right? 
uh, I make similar content to people like Maximilian, um, to people, I don't want to say like Sajam because Sajam doesn't really do sketches or skits. Uh, yeah. But like Mike Ross. Maximilian, yeah, Maximilian, Mike Ross, if you're familiar with his work. Um, even to a lesser extent, I would actually say Leon Macy does content similar to what I kind of do. Um, about Hawaiian Shirt Man? Also. Hawaiian Shirt Man is a fantastic content creator who I do not think gets enough praise inside of this community no, at Hawaiian all. Hawaiian Shirt Man rips. Yeah, Hawaiian Shirt Man say. definitely rips. Dude, that man is talented beyond compare, and I really hope somebody gives him some money just for existing. Because I want to no, see what I he agree. does when he gets a paycheck. That's what I want to see. I want to see... see what I want to see what happens when he gets that $10,000 paycheck and doesn't have to worry about, like, rent for a couple of months, you know? Like, I want to see what he's able to make when he just wants to create, because I, <laughs> I want to see him live. I feel like, I feel like you, could, you could make his content better. Oh, you literally could not. You really, you really could. He's, he's living his best you life, and that's what I wish for everybody. You could say that for any, you could say that for all of the content creators I listed previously. No... Yeah. <laughs> yes, you could. We are we are content creators. Yeah. We are very good content creators because we have accepted that there is a certain level we can achieve inside of playing the game, and we have realized that our calling is elsewhere, and we have taken that out. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. I could be very very nice in Skullgirls if I wanted, but the Skullgirls community needed me to make content. You know, like they needed someone doing that for them. And I was that person and I was chill being that person. I bring it up because very frequently in the content I create, which does utilize my face, a lot of the comments I'll get are unlike that, that you'll see inside of Maximilian or Mike Ross's or even Leon Macy's comments. They're very specifically about my appearance, about my face, about my hair, about like what my makeup looks like, about whether or not my lips are chapped, about like if I have any cleavage, if, I, if I'm wearing something that like a viewer is not comfortable with. There was one time I posted a video where I was talking about Grappler for me, DNF Duel, because it's obviously people know I dislike Grapplers and I sure, made a meme video about it. But in that video, the video was actually uh, covering up my chest and I was wearing like a sports bra and I was dressed up kind of like I was like, it was supposed to be like a whole like, yeah, little like fighter. Grappler. Yeah, literally like I was yeah, Grappler yeah, 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 and yeah. I had like a little belt around my forehead and stuff. And people are like, you don't have to go for the sex appeal thing. I liked you more when you weren't trying to be a sexy person. I was like, it's, it was just, that's literally where I've had my video every single time I've posted. I will make sure to move my video lower down on my body so it doesn't construct, so it doesn't make me look like I'm not wearing anything on my chest area. And it was, it was a very awkward conversation because I know for a sure. fact, if anybody else was male presenting, they would never have that conversation. And the no. reason I bring it up is because specifically with makeup, I have had several different people on several different platforms always comment on my appearance if I am not wearing makeup. If I am, it's, and it's yeah. frustrating because I don't even like wearing makeup. I actually extremely dislike makeup. I am not a makeup girl. I am not one of the people that like looks at makeup looks and it's like, oh man, I really, I really want to kind of try to paint my face like that. I know there are a lot of people who do. I am not that person. The only reason I wear makeup is because I know that it's a conversation that's going to happen if my face is in front of the camera. And that is just, oh, yeah, totally. it's a really annoying thing to happen. Don, do you have any thoughts on the way that the female appearance is dissected, especially inside of media when it comes to content creation? Yeah, I mean, I have a bunch. Um, one, I think it's lame because when I'm at tournaments and I'm doing commentary or playing, right, I shouldn't have to worry about that stuff. For like, sure. 
be happy that I woke up on time. Honestly, because and we were there earlier than some of the guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like be happy that we're awake. Honestly, is the big thing. Um, I like that's one. Two, like you know, for me, as someone who doesn't wear a lot of makeup, I get comments about that too. It's very awkward. I feel when the conversation becomes so gendered because you shouldn't have to wear makeup when you're on camera, right? Like, it's just nothing you shouldn't have to do. Who cares? Who cares what you look like? One, like, yes, it's visual content and you're here to look at me, but that doesn't necessitate that I wear cosmetics. You know, it just doesn't, I just don't need to, you know? And like, the fact that men aren't commented on, on that is- At all. Like a sim yeah, yeah, it's just a symptom of like, one, it's mostly men that watch fighting in content, which I think one, we need to work on changing, but two, like, it's, a bunch of rude young men right and like it's when people when the demographic is that low we're gonna get comments on it and it sucks and if you're listening to this and you leave comments like that you should not do that please stop just doing let, it please just stop. let it go it doesn't like i wake up at like 8 55 for my my first meeting at 9 a.m like i'm not putting on makeup for you when I do commentary. I'm, I am I'm working a full-time job. I am literally out here also making content during my lunch break. I am editing this stuff yeah. myself. When I'm not editing it myself, I have to pay a content team to edit it for me. Like makeup should be the last thing on my mind. It You all should be able to hear the message that I'm putting into my art before anything you guys should be able to hear our our opinions and commentary and i think the frustrating thing is that if our appearance isn't acceptable enough then people feel the need to like mention that our commentary is not that strong when i have literally heard guys get on the mic and say things like ooga booga that was wild i can't believe that that connected what was that that was some ooga booga stuff crazy. <laughs> that was some ooga booga stuff I don't think, that, to be fair, I don't think they say ooga booga. They say unga. That's unga. Which no, is I've, a little bit I've heard someone ooga say booga? ooga booga. I have heard uh, someone say ooga booga. Ass, like, like, uh, <laughs> like Crash Bandicoot is that. That's, that's a little too much for me. That's a little too much. All I know is I have heard people that don't necessarily know how to commentate get on the mic and then have the audacity to be in ch Twitch chat afterwards commentating on yeah. people's appearances and i'm just here to say don't be doing that don't be don't let don't me do don't let me catch you doing it if you are a fan of mine and you're doing it stop it exponentially all right i know that wasn't the type of podcast you thought you were gonna get which honestly i don't know what type of content material you thought you were gonna get with two fems in the fgc here i really yeah. don't think what you thought yeah. I, I really don't know what you thought was going to happen you were probably like oh yay sharpie never talks about racism or sexism in the fgc ever right like that's just not what she's right. about like she's cute yeah, or whatever you're not, you're not with you hosey the world's most tired lesbian tm like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the vibe you're getting here which is if you think that a tired lesbian is gonna wear makeup you're out of your, you better speak you're, like you're off your, you're off your gourd you, you better know, like, speak you better speak yo and like, plus like like if you're doing commentary you're not getting paid much for it if oh at all. my oh, god you don't and the time you put into it is unpaid right so like it's giving the gift of time to be in front of people and putting on a show and like yeah we do it for ourselves a little bit right because like being in front of people's fun that's why we do what we do mm -hmm. right um but like 
we're giving our talents, which is our voice and our ability to storytell, whether that's through content, whether that's through commentary, right? They're both storytelling. And like, I don't know about you, but when your grandma read you a story, I don't think she was in a full face of makeup. Probably not, right? Like, like just who gives a crap? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it just doesn't matter. Just if you're gonna tape about a woman's appearance while they're playing, like, don't bother. Just go go online somewhere else. Go ahead know. and like, take when that you're typing, comment. When you're typing, just be like, yeah, you know, I actually don't need to hit enter now that I think about that. That'd be a smarter decision with my life. Type it up, send it to your mother, and if your mother responds with anything other than um, literally anything other, I love you so much. Yeah. If she responds with anything other than that, don't send the message. Yeah, you ever see hear that Coco the the Coco Chanel quote, like the look in the mirror and find an accessory and take it off? It's look at your comments and find a comment and just delete it before you leave the house that day. If you do that, it's like you're living you're living like a level above, you know. That's tr that's true minimalism. That's have a true. And let it go. Get it, get it rid of it. Although get rid I of it forever. Why doesn't she wear I oh it's gone. <laughs> I deleted the comment. That's sick. <laughs> you can do that for the rest of your life, you know? You forever know in forever. perpetuity. Yeah, that's how work works too. If you're not like working a job yet, half of your job is typing in Slack like you stupid mother blah <laughs> Yes sir. It's it. gone forever. That's no, that is that's very real. That's that's I have yeah. to do in teams all the time. I'll be yeah. my my boss will be like, by the way, the client is kind of upset. Can you call them immediately? And I can't send him a message being like, I already fixed the issue for him. Um, why is he calling back? I can't yeah. be like that. I have to be like, got it, on the we'll call immediately after this. Enter. But I definitely type up the first thing and then delete it. Like, it just feels good. Oh, yeah, 100%. It feels 100%. very good just seeing it right there. You type it out. I imagining the universe where my cat, like, hops on the keyboard and accidentally presses the enter button for me. And then I have to go and scramble to edit it, knowing that they can go back in the logs at any point in time and see what I typed. Yeah, and then get a notification. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. Just, 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 LOL. So, yeah, if you're, if you're listening, if you don't have a job yet, you're going to be doing that your whole life. I suggest you start now with the easy wins. Take the easy wins. Easy win number one. Just don't, just don't say it. Or don't delete, do it. Delete those comments about, about makeup. Just do it. So as we are now rounding up the end of this podcast, I'd like to thank everybody for listening as always. And I have a very special message to announce, which is despite Yahozi actively saying that she would never be seen on TikTok, I'm very happy to announce the FGC cast is now officially on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm being seen on TikTok. It's happening. I it, lied. It's <laughs> happening. It was. It's what. It's what some would call a mix-up, a cross-up, an okie doke if you were. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Does it have SOCD cleaning though? That's the real question. <laughs> no. Uh, please Sorry, don't tag guys, us. Please don't tag us in your Twitter conversations about that at all. <laughs> you can tag me. That's fine. Let, let it rip. I'm good. So make sure you're following us on TikTok as as in addition to all the other social media platforms that we are on most notably spotify iHeartRadio, and of course we are also on google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your latest podcast um we have new episodes going up on youtube every single monday at 11 a.m eastern that is 8 a.m pacific and you can listen to us by just asking google or alexa to play the fg cast whenever you'd like and they'll play us on spotify we always appreciate the support and we will be here 
whether you like it or not. As always, thank you so much for listening to FGC Cast. I am the Purple Sharpie, and I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-host, Yohozi. Yohozi, any final thoughts? You did such a great job. I'm not sure I have much more. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure as always, Sharpie. It's been Thanks. a pleasure as always, listeners. Yeah, until you next time. See me on TikTok. Yeah, uh, until next time. Until next time, as always, listeners, stay chill, and we'll see you when you see you in the very next tournament. Night. All right. Peace out.